Hello and welcome to Dot Dot Doc. I'm Ian, your host, and today I'm joined by Matt. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be talking about episode six of Tiger King. Anyway, let's get into the well. Let's get into the tidbits before. Um, so, I found out that David Spade has been interviewing some of the members of uh, Joe's crew on on his like YouTube show. Um, I can't remember what his show's called. Do you remember what it's called? What well, uh, Joe's Joe's YouTube show? No, um, David Spade. Oh, David Spade. Oh, uh, no. Um... I looked at it loads last night, so it should have stuck in my head, but it hasn't, unfortunately. Yeah, well, we'll link it in the show notes. Um, but yeah, uh, he interviewed uh, Saf, he interviewed uh, Rob- Robert Kirkham, um, not Robert, Rick, Rick Kirkham, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and who else? Jeff, else? Jeff Lynn and his wife and... Jeff Lowe. And, and their nanny. Uh, yeah, who did I say? Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Lynn. Jeff Lynn. Oh my god. <laughs> Jeff Lowe, sorry. Uh his his wife. And their nanny. And the nanny? Yeah. Oh. Um Random. Who else? There was someone else. Did he, he interviewed uh John Finley as well, didn't he? I'm sure I've seen like a picture of that. Um, uh, you know, um Joe's husband or oh, Joe's ex husband. Yeah, yeah. John John with teeth. Um yeah. He's, he's had his teeth done. Uh, looks like a different man. It's amazing. Insane. Yeah, I've seen I've seen pictures of that. It's come up everywhere, like uh, loads of different articles, like clickbait. You won't believe what uh, John uh, Finley looks like now, and it has like kind of him how he used to be, and like him with a cracking smile now. Um, <laughs> it's that Netflix money, I guess. So who knows? Um, yeah, so what was the interviews like without spoiling anything about the finale? Um, I mean, I, I, I watched, I, I literally just happened upon them quite late last night. Um, and they're quite interesting. Um, they don't really delve really deep uh, into anything. Um, but there's a lot of kind of questions that, that you as a viewer would kind of have, um, like to these characters. Uh but yeah, I, I really enjoyed them. They're quite short. They're not not, not long interviews. Um, again, Saf just comes across as amazing. Um, the only thing I was disappointed is I really wanted to see an interview with Eric, um, but I can't seem to find anything about him, which is a, a little bit disappointing. Yeah, I guess maybe he was done with the show after he recorded the Netflix documentary, probably. Um... Yeah. I mean, funnily enough, there was there was no interview with Carol, um, but I can't imagine that Carol is very happy with the uh, filmmaker because uh, um, yeah. she, again, we you know we don't know uh, the truth, or at least at this point we don't know the truth. Um, but yeah, um, I can't imagine that she liked the light that she was perhaps painted in. Um, so maybe a possible lawsuit in the future. Who knows? <laughs> and we might find out about that in the eighth episode. What? It's been confirmed. It's coming to Netflix this Sunday, the 12th of April, um, mm-hmm. which we didn't see coming at all, did we? We were well surprised <laughs> about this. Um, no. Uh, 
I'll, I'll take back as well what I said about Jeff. I said uh, I, I won't trust it if it comes from Jeff first. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, it's true. So, you know, apologies, Jeff. Uh, yeah, it is. A, so it is a reunion show, isn't it? It's um, from the it's, sounds of things. Yeah, I think I seen like a bit today and uh, it was, was it Joe? Is it Joe Hale? Um, he's the guy from Community. Um, no, is mm-hmm. it Joel? Joel? Hale? Is it Joel? I think it's Joel. Yeah, Joel, Joel. I think. Yeah. Yeah, Joel Hale. Um, yeah, it's his, uh, yeah, he's the interview in the cast. Um, he's done a couple of ones on, I can't remember, he's done some, he's done some for some of the Netflix shows, like the post shows. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but... I, I imagine it's going to be a kind of like, okay, you've seen, you've seen the series now, the documentary series. What do you think of it? Um, how, how do you think you were portrayed in the way that you actually were? Or do you think that you were kind of characterized, so to speak? Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, but again, after, after seeing some of these uh, YouTube interviews that I've seen, I don't know if there's a lot more to learn um, because you kind of get a rough idea of how they felt about the uh, documentary series through those. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we're, I guess we'll find out on Sunday. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're definitely going to cover that episode as well. Um, so I don't know when it might be Sunday. It might be uh, Monday or that. We're, we're just do Yeah. We'll share our thoughts. Um, and yeah, anything else that comes to light, really. yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll just wait and see, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that's it for the intro stuff. Uh, so we're going to go into the episode. Um, the episode opens with uh, Joe talking from jail. Um, he says, I was asked to bail Jeff out of jail two times. The first was when he beat up and strangled his first wife, Kathy Lowe, and uh, she went to confront... She went to confront him uh, as he was being Mr. Showoff with Lauren, uh, his mistress at that time. But he he got violent with her, and the second time was in Vegas, and they caught him uh, sneaking cubs into hotels and shit. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, him getting threatening with his first wife and strangling her. Um, yeah, not good. No. Uh, really, really not good. Um and by the sounds of it, it's it's true. Um, so yeah, it's uh, doesn't look very good for Jeff at all. No, um, and I knew there was going to be something about him sneaking cubs into the hotels uh, and the casinos and that because mm. you know he. I just feel like it was one of those things that it was kind of it would have definitely happened. Like you know, the room service come up there and he's got. You know, we've got your uh, carbonara, Jeff. Um, oh, wait, what's <laughs> what's that tiger cub doing there? <laughs> yeah, like... uh, I imagine as well. Like, like surely, like you'd hear these animals. Like, obviously, a tiger cub's not going to be anywhere near as loud a kind of roar as as a fully grown tiger. But yeah, I think if you were you walk into your room one day, you hear these little growls. You're you're really gonna want. I mean, I know Vegas can get crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, someone's someone's gonna notice something. Um, you obviously can't get away with that forever. 
Yeah, because they kind of whine, don't they? I'm sure we've seen the in the show they're like kind of spot on, <laughs> spot on, Ian. I've actually, yeah, I got a tiger cub right here. Just uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll put it back in uh, the carrot case right now. Let me see if I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff's place gets uh, stormed by animal control in in Vegas, I think it was, um, and they find he has two baby cubs there. Uh, they also found like loads of guns, like some handguns, uh, some rifles, and he gets, I guess, sent to jail, and he gets fined. Uh, well, he gets found like guilty, and. Uh, they said if he uh if he doesn't like do anything bad for like a year he'll be fine but if he as soon as he does something illegal or deals with anything like that uh he'll be sent to uh prison for 179 days um that's it it's it's almost like um like uh people sometimes when i think when they're on probation yeah um and it's the same kind of same kind of gig really like if if they then commit a crime within within that time, then you know that's it that, that they're back inside. Um, so similar type of thing, I think. Yeah, and we find out from Joe uh, that Jeff is a predator, a hardcore predator. So, um, and also was it John Renke says that when Jeff Lowe come back from Vegas, that's when all, all hell broke loose. Uh, ever since then, it's been the Jeff well. Jeff Lowell. It's been a Jeff Lowell, sorry. Um, and that's well, he, when... He came back, didn't he, and, and fired a lot of people, didn't he? Uh, in I... Sounds of Things at the, the zoo? Yeah, I think he fired pretty much all the... Well, almost everybody, didn't he? Like, as far as I could tell, I think maybe... And... Was it Eric was still there, probably? Maybe Saf might have been there still? Um, yeah. But... but I think he, he came back, and it sounds like when he came back, he was like, okay, you know, this this other avenue hasn't worked out for me hmm. so now i'm coming back here but i'm, I'm you know i'm lay, i'm laying down the law like i'm the boss um and maybe trying to make examples of people um to try and i suppose it's a way of you know trying to scare people into okay you don't mess with me i'm the boss here you do as i te- as i tell you and as long as you do that things will run smoothly but if not you're out the door yeah uh, he kind of, um, yeah, because he was in uh, Vegas uh, doing that van thing, you know, the the bus thing where he would pick up people and then he would like... Jungle bus. Yeah, the jungle bus. He was doing the jungle yeah. bus. Um, so he comes back to uh, Joe's zoo, or I guess his own zoo, and he was like trying to find out from Joe, uh, like... Because basically Joe locked him out of um, his online bank accounts. He he wanted to find out what had happened, um, like what jo- how Joe had basically been spending Jeff's money. Yeah. Um, and it it sounds like he'd used the money for his presidential campaign, um, which I think Jeff had like specifically said to Joe, "Do not do that." Um, and yeah, it, it just it comes across that uh, Jeff was very, very unhappy with Joe when he got back, like extremely unhappy with him. But yeah. I don't know if that was more a kind of like 
Jeff's just been caught out doing all this dodgy business. So maybe there's a slight bitterness on his return. Yeah. Um, because I guess in his mind, he thinks, well, Joe, you, you've done dodgy stuff all the time you've been here and you seemingly seem to have got away with it. And I do this, I get caught and I get the kibosh put on me. Um, so maybe it's a slight bit of bitterness when he returns. Yeah. And obviously Joe did Kane a lot of money on his uh, campaign. Uh, He, what, it was like $88,000 and he forged uh, Jeff's name 20 times. Um, yeah. And he used it to buy like flyers and his t-shirts and like his uh, condoms with his face on it. Um, <laughs> and um, what was it like? My favorite bit was it like on the condom, it says on the bottom um, that it was paid for by the Joe Exotic Committee or something like that. So it's, um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it definitely, or to me, it, it comes across um, with Jeff. Like, obviously, if, if you've given someone the opportunity to use your, your, your bank uh, in order to, I guess, make the zoo better, and then that person hasn't actually used it for that, they've used it to promote themselves in something that they were clearly never going to win. Um, so it is literally just throwing money in the trash. Um, so you can understand that anger, but I also strongly believe that Jeff came back with the attitude that he did. It was an ego thing for him. Like he just, he'd just been knocked down like by the law. Um, so he had to come back strong and that was his way of doing it. Like it was a very much so like the, or the way I looked at it very much an ego thing. Yeah, because he's got so much to lose. His name comes into this, then he's going away for 179 days again. Just mm-hmm. yeah, he's going to lose his freedom, and I imagine yeah, that's not something he wants. So he comes back and he's like finds out this. It's like a like a new plot twist, and he knows that he will just go to jail if they find out this. Like because yeah, using the funds from the zoo to fund this campaign was yeah. It's not allowed. It's it's at this it's at this point where it really looks like Jeff is he's now really coming to the understanding that that Joe is a massive liability um to to Jeff. And like you say, Joe could be the reason the or part of the reason that Jeff lands himself in jail, which obviously Jeff does not want. So it really does seem at this point, he's like, okay, well, enough's enough now. Like, the games are over. Um, time, time to be serious. Yeah, and one thing I thought was interesting as well is Jeff goes into the bank and he finds out from the person at the bank that Joe's being investigated by the feds. Um, mm-hmm. Which I thought was interesting because you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to... If you as a person working at a bank, you're not allowed to let anybody know that their account is being looked into, investigated whatsoever, because it it's it affects it. Like they, they're monitoring it uh for fraud. Um and yeah. you're not allowed to tip off uh the person who is being investigated. They're like let's say if your um if your bank account got locked down tomorrow 
and you couldn't do anything, and you, you'd ring up and you'd be like, hey, what's going on? They wouldn't be able to tell you anything, full stop, because it's just, it's uh, tipping off. It's, you're not allowed to do that. Um, yeah. I, th I think as well, um, with it, um, like, I, I don't know, this might not be 100% the case, but I think with any kind of investigation, uh, if you tip off the person, especially if it's the person that's being investigated, it's, it can hold a real danger of getting the case thrown out. Yeah. Um, and obviously the feds, they want to get their guy, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I think it can, can hold conversations like that too. Well, I know in the UK, I think it can lead to like fines, like you can get fired um, if you worked at the bank and you probably could get a prison sentence for it as well. Um, because yeah. you've, yeah, you only have one job to do and just not tell the people that are being investigated because, you mm -hmm. know, fraud's a big thing. So Jeff confronts Joe and says, like, what are you playing at? <laughs> and uh, ends up kicking him out of the zoo. He just kind of says, because uh, Joe says, I'll just leave. Um, and he, because he couldn't really explain that, like, him uh, forging Jeff's name, using all that money, um, and realizing it was, like, he didn't realize it was illegal because he was, just had access to it. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so Jeff kicks him out. Um, but before Joe left the zoo, he burnt everything. He, you see him just throwing, like, petrol on, like, all these files, and he burns, like, laptops and hard drives and... Just anything that could lead for his campaign uh, using the money from the zoo. For, for the first time in, in this entire series, it, it looks like Joe is genuinely scared. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, that, like, that's the thing I took. Like, it, it looks like he is genuinely scared of what could happen. Um, and like you say, yeah, he, he just goes able on getting anything he can that might hold any form of evidence and is just absolutely obliterating it. He just goes running, doesn't he? Like, he gets a truck, starts piling animals into it, which are worth, uh, you know, quite a lot each. What, $3,000 a piece, um, someone said? Yeah. Um, one of the workers... That, that, that whole... Sorry, that, that whole scene um, was quite upsetting. Um, like there's a, there's a part where you see they're loading up um, a tiger. Well, first you see Joe injecting the tiger, um, which I'm pretty sure Joe isn't a veterinarian, um, but I, I don't know. I don't know if keepers are allowed to do that. Possibly they are. Um, but I'm sure they say something like, um, oh, it's got to be like three milligrams or something like that. And then you hear Joe say, well, I've given it five. <laughs> and that's dangerous and then you see whilst it's in this truck joe's like poking it with a stick um and it it feels like that's to try and keep it as kind of with it as he can so so it doesn't die yeah um and you actually hear joe say to the tiger i'm sorry hmm. and it the whole thing is just kind of heartbreaking um like for for the tigers more than anyone else like these are living creatures at the end of the day and yeah like watching that scene was was quite difficult like for for me um and I, i'm guessing for a lot of viewers um 
but yeah, I, it was quite difficult to watch that that whole scene. Yeah, I kind of got the impression that the reason why he said I'm sorry to the tiger was because he was poking it with a stick, and I didn't. I I, I kind of get what you mean by him saying uh, by him doing it because he wanted to keep the tiger conscious. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I didn't get that. So that's a, yeah, interesting take on that one. Um, and I suppose as well, I I I don't know if it's a case of Joe is sorry because. I can't believe I'm doing this. I, you know, I'm trying to keep you awake so you don't die because your life is so precious. Or is it more a case of, I don't want you to die because you are free grand to me. And that's the contrast right there. Is it, is it for the love of the animal or is it for the love of money? Um, I'd like to think it's for the love of the animal, but as I said in, in our last podcast, um, the more this goes on, the more I'm kind of, finding that I'm a, a little bit disappointed with Joe um as as this goes on. I think he does love he does love the animals because he wouldn't be in it for any other reason. I think he does you know li- like the tigers and that, you know, he's pretty Oh, of course. growing these tigers, you know, like as but, you know, he's raised the, them, I mean, at sorry. This, at this point it's money that yeah. he needs and he's selling these tigers. In yeah. order to gain money, so I think at this, it's it's very difficult. Like because you like I I'm very much of the mindset this far in where I'm like I really want to believe that deep down Joe is a good guy, and I think there is a good guy in there. Um, but I just think I think like those last few years have like changed him to a degree. And he's he's in a position right now where he's desperate. He's absolutely desperate. Um, and desperation can change a guy. I thought it was interesting how one of the employees thought that the reason why they were doing that with the tigers and you know putting them into trucks and sneaking them out and stuff was because Jeff was taking the animals. Mm-hmm. Like, and it makes me wonder if Joe told them that oh Jeff needs these out, you know and. Yeah, maybe like because Joe Joe comes across very much so that he will he will he will say what it might not be the truth, but it might be what you what he wants you to hear. He seems very much that that sort of style character of he, he, even even sometimes his heart might be completely in the right place, but he will perhaps lie to make things look better on himself. Like that seems to be a rather big, big part of his character. I mean, obviously, it's it's, it's going down a real psychological route. Um, and again, I'm I'm no I'm no I'm no psychologist. I, I, have, I haven't studied that to any degree. Um, but that's that's the take I get from it. Yeah, I wrote down in my notes. Where's Alan? Um, because. He's sneaking out these animals like at different times of night. Uh, he's you know tranking uh, the tigers, and I was thinking that if Alan was like Jeff's right hand man, where is he? Like he would stop this completely. He would, there's no way he would have this happening. Um, which what he he wouldn't allow Joe to be taking the tigers. No, not at all. Because like he works for Jeff, and essentially Jeff, um, like Joe's stealing from Jeff, isn't he? But but are they 
yeah he ends I, the zoo I mean, so yeah he does but are they are they personally um joe's tigers like yeah, I don't know. Are they owned by the zoo or are they personally owned by Joe? Um, that's something, obviously, we'd probably have to look into a bit further. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just assume that because Jeff owns the whole zoo, the park, they are his. Then, so. Yeah, I guess I guess, yeah, I, I guess you're right. I guess it comes down to, at the end of the day, they're, they're assets of that zoo. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, on the last day of him being at the park... Uh, the zoo. Um, Jeff says to Joe, if he comes back, he'll shoot him in the head. Uh, and that was it. Um, we see an, a new music video from Joe. Um, well, I've written down as Goodbye Song. Uh, mm-hmm. And I thought... Yeah, it's like his farewell, isn't it? Yeah, but I did think it was the guys who did that, uh, you know, his former songs had written a song about him leaving the zoo. It it was probably for something else. It might have been for maybe Travis, or it might have been for um, yeah. I don't know. That's it's... what I was thinking. Perhaps a, a a death of either like one of Joe's loved ones, or yeah. possibly even even a death of a tiger, one of one of the big cats. Oh, and yeah, maybe yeah, Joe wrote to them and said, "Look, you know, we've lost one of our one of our first big cats that 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 we first got that opened the zoo. You know, it's it's really emotional. Um, can you write this this farewell song?" Um, so yeah, again, again, that's this sort of stuff we can uh, possibly dig into a bit further. Um, yeah. If there is any information out there, there might not be. Uh, so Joe ends up at an undisclosed location. Um, it was him and Dylan, his uh, husband, uh, and he took like a couple of tigers. I think he took two uh, baby tiger cubs um, with them. Uh, to some mysterious location, I think it was in was it like mm-hmm. southern Oklahoma or? I I think so. Yeah, we find out he's taken like Dylan's surname, but also uh, Travis's as well. So it's like, uh, was it Mo? What is Travis's surname? Is it Mo Moldalovo Passage? Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, Passage. Yeah. Moldalovo Passage, like hyphenated Passage. Yeah, Mo- Moldalovo. I can't even pronounce that name. I can pronounce Joe's real name <laughs> yeah. better than I can pronounce that. Mold, Moldono, no, Moldono. I don't know. The director asked Joe who he thought won in the end, and Joe says the animal rights people. The director says, "What about Carol?" So Joe says, "I still believe that she should write in jail for killing her husband." And he says that he believes in karma and believes that a few people have it come into them. And then he's just sick, just sick out of nowhere. Uh, he just kind of, I don't know, I guess. It's, I mean, that, that that's probably just, well, well it, it could be drugs or alcohol related. Um, but I also look at that as like this build up of like, like possibly this bit, or at least the way it's maybe made to look in, in the documentary is, there's this build-up of stress, um, just like because even in this documentary, like Joe's been through the, through a lot, like a lot of his his brought upon himself, uh, no doubt at all. Um, but he's been through a lot, like a lot of this. Like you would look at a like, like a British TV soap, 
Um, and sometimes you look at these characters in soaps and you think, well, nobody actually lives that kind of life. Like a funeral every week, a wedding the next day, uh, <laughs> you know, a, a, a split up in a marriage like after the day after the wedding. Just this absolute craziness. Um, but it comes across that like that is kind of Joe's life. Um, so I, again, it, it probably is kind of drug or alcohol related. Um, but I think it's kind of made to look like like this whole this whole series has been building up to this point from the very beginning. Um, and maybe it's a a way of them kind of conveying that that okay, we're getting to the crescendo now. Yeah, I mean, one thing I got from this, though, I feel like uh, Dylan is really good for him in terms of he doesn't seem like he's on anything. He doesn't seem like he has any kind of addictions. He kind of seems just like straight edge, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. I thought was a good thing. Maybe... Uh, it seems to love him. Yeah. Yeah, it, it seems... It's, it doesn't feel like this guy's been being kind of coerced into the relationship. Um, again, we... We can only go off what we're being shown. Yeah. So there could, I mean, there could be, I mean, episode eight, we might get something, some <laughs> yeah. completely different story. Um, but at least from what you can see and the way it looks, it kind of looks like he loves him. Um, so maybe like he's finally found happiness. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, as far as we could tell at this place, him like uh, in this like little house in the middle of nowhere, um, yeah, that they are hiding out but being content. Like, you know, they've, they're happy because they've got these two little baby tigers and things at the moment are okay as they can be. Um, yeah. But then we find out from Jeff that he says to everybody that Jeff has a hit on him. Um, so that's that's what he said. Like, he ran, he ran off into the middle of nowhere because, like, he said, he claimed that Jeff had put out, like, a hit on him. Um, mm-hmm. and he tries to look. I think. Him, I think as well. Sorry, I, I think as well. Um, somebody I can't remember who it is, but somebody says, uh, "Whatever Jeff said to Joe scared the hell out of him. Like that was what made him run." Um, and obviously, from what we've seen by this point, by we we're left to assume that it's. It's that okay, you you know, you're in trouble, like or or you've spent all this money, you could you can get in a lot of trouble for this. But there is that kind of like lasting thought of like, did he say something else? Like because we've already heard Jeff say, if you come back to this zoo, I'll put a bullet through your head. Yeah. Like and I can't imagine like Joe is like a lot of Joe is all talk. Like it's kind of all bark and no bite, um, or in this sense, all growl and no bite, maybe. Um, but yeah, I think if a threat from someone like Jeff was was put onto Joe, I think it would absolutely scare the hell out of him. And and I and I think Joe realised that well, whatever was said, Joe realised that Jeff meant business. In this episode, the director secretly records like a few people in it. He uh, there's a bit where he goes into um, the zoo and he's asking like, "Oh, where's where's Joe?" And he's like secretly recording. And 
well, the employees are saying, oh, he's retired. And um, we find out that everything uh, with Joe's association was completely burnt. Uh, like anything with his face on it, anything like related to Joe is just gone. Um, they started afresh. Um, and what is it? Like uh, James Garretson, uh, he was like, oh, he, he just wanted to be the Tiger Queen. Oh, I mean, King. Uh, which. Yeah, kind was... of a bit of a. Like sly dig there, yeah, wasn't it? Like, that's not a mistake. He no. hasn't said that by mistake. No, like, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't even sly subtle. Little... Wasn't even subtle. No, so. it's a sly dig. Like a little, I'm gonna kick someone when they're down. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Then we move on to the major thing, which is we see. So John Rinky uh gets interviewed in some kind of motel and. The director says, oh, like, what have they been saying? And John Rinky says, apparently he solicited someone to kill Carol Baskin. And he said that, you know, everybody said that, every, you know, we should just kill the bitch. Um, but he was like, we never actually went through with it or even talked about going through with it. And it, yeah, this is where it takes a turn. This is where he's, it's come out that he's apparently ask people to tr to kill uh, supposedly uh to kill carol baskin um mm -hmm. we see his uh security guy interviewed and he was like oh us i hear that you could uh make things happen can you take care of carol for me security guy's like no um so what do you think of this yeah uh, you i hear you can take take i hear you can take care of my little problem down in florida yeah like what what do I think of that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it. Uh, I don't know the security guard. No. You know, I don't know if he's employed by Jeff or if he knows oh, no, no, Jeff. It's, and... it's um, it's was it Joe's Joe's security guard? Um, to us, the guy's been it been in this whole documentary for a matter of like less than a minute. I think uh, he was in one episode. Yeah. So. Again, there's not really a lot to go off there in terms of like, okay, do I believe this guy? But then you've also got to think, then why would someone just come out with that? Yeah. So it, you know, it does sound like Joe probably did say it, but then at the same time, John Rinkey's already said that we all said it. We mm. all wanted Carol dead, and um, you know, they all made it in passing comment, um, and there was no one more kind of affected by Carol Baskin than, than Joe exotic. Yeah. So Joe, you know, if everyone was saying it, Joe's just gone that step further by, by again, it's tough because he's, he's doing the same thing. He's saying the same thing, but he's kind of like, I, I guess it sounds as if he's kind of like, He's putting that kind of branch out there to see if someone will, will I guess, grasp onto it. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's kind of, yeah. he's asking someone without actually asking them. He's, yeah. It's almost like, oh, I guess you could say, oh, I guess in, in, in his defense, he could say, oh, well, I was kidding. You know, like, like Rinky said, we all say this. You know, uh, We've all said this in passing. Um, so Joe could, in his defence, say, well, I was kidding. You know, I, I, I don't get on with Carol. 
she's she's trouble for me and my and my zoo um so yeah i said it um do you reckon that she deserves to die from this though i, I don't think anyone deserves no. to die like in like, i i yeah i like i don't this is just a little window into my <laughs> point of view but um i i don't even believe in the death penalty and that's just my own personal no. view um it's not something I believe in. I don't believe in an eye for an eye. Yeah. Um, that's my own personal view. I'm sure other people have a different view and we're all entitled to our views. Um, so no, I don't believe she deserved to die, but like I've been in situations before, never where I've wished death on, on someone like, like that. Yeah. But in, in different terms where like, if I'm around a group of friends or people that you know, I trust, or that that get me, or get my sense of humour. I might have said some things in the past that, if amplified and put on a documentary, um, it it could make you look really bad. Yeah. Um, so no, I of course no, I I don't believe that Carol deserves death um, for what she done. Um, if she did murder her ex-husband no i do i i believe that she she deserves to be i guess in jail you know i i believe in justice um but i don't believe in death for someone um it's a bit extreme isn't how it? about yourself <laughs> no yeah, yeah I, I think exactly. it's, it's it's too extreme it's kind of as much as this person is causing you like major problems overall like it's your whole uh lifestyle is impacted by it and you know someone she people feel like she's ruining it for everybody else and she kind of considers to be the problem even if i feel like even if they did take her out um it wouldn't stop the overall problem of having big cats and and you know the breeding of cubs because that will come in to to law at some point it's you know of course it will even yeah just taking her out it's a progression, isn't it? Yeah. Like eventually things things progress, or you'd like to think that they do, and progress for the betterment of of these animals, and you know, in order to save them. Um, so yeah, if anything, her death might have, like, if she was murdered, her that I guess it, you could look at it that that cause would be made even bigger, and she would then be like this. Uh, martyr this kind of yeah ex- exactly exactly um and it, it could like if if they had have had her killed then they could be in an even worse position in 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 their selves right now yeah um but again i i don't think joe would have looked at it that way we find out that uh james garretson Sold John Rinky a stolen Hummer, uh, mm-hmm. which I don't know. I mean, it just feels like he's kind of this James Garrison guy has just been playing too much GTA, um, and he's got a strict he club. Across... He's yeah. <laughs> he he does though. He like um, he comes across quite slimy. Yeah, definitely. Like like that type of character that that kind of does bad things but has this like like easy way of getting out of it um but yeah he just comes across really really slimy and 
extremely untrustworthy. We find out from the director, because it, like, for some reason this director does a lot of secret film in this episode. Um, I think it's because, like, obviously James won't talk like this on camera uh, just normally. Um, so it's a bit bizarre. I, cause it's like... I, I was going to say, I, I think in a way um, it's kind of... Uh, it's kind of ironic as well, um, the way that um, the filmmaker... Uh, got got James on 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 hidden camera uh, because James becomes an informant. Yeah, uh. um, and it is. It's kind of ironic then that the the filmmaker then goes, you know, you you've basically tried to screw all these guys over to save your own skin, basically. Um, and it is. It's very ironic that then that has been kind of done to him as well. Um, and I guess in a way rightfully so we find out from the secret filming uh, of James that there was actually a meeting about killing Carol Um, it had Joe, James and uh, Jeff in it and Joe's like look just kill her on the cycle path because uh, there's videos of her cycling along like vlogging into her her phone and uh, he suggests look you just shooter whilst you cycle along here and you know nobody ever nobody will ever know um she was assassinated or all that you know nobody will know who did it um and he tries to convince alan you know alan we found out from like the last episodes to do it and he suggests that like hey you can just do it with a crossbow just you don't have to shoot her just use a crossbow and he's like are you kidding me there's no way <laughs> like alan looks like a, <laughs> are you Taking the piss, um, <laughs> you know he's not gonna get all like kind of suit up in cam- camouflage and then like you know hide out and kill her with a crossbow. Um, Rambo Allen, yeah, Rambo Allen. But I love Allen because he's just—he's a man of like very few words, like very few words. Like, um, yeah, he's the kind of guy who texts back just okay, like that, or <laughs> definitely, yeah. Um, and Joe does something really, really stupid here, like, in a sec. He basically uploads to Facebook, on his Facebook, finally found out where the bitch lives, and it has a picture of, uh, it was like Google, uh, street maps and that, uh, street view, and it shows you where Carol lives, and he took, you know, has a screenshot of it, put it on his Facebook, finally found out where Carol lives, and why, why would you do that? Like, especially if he's talking about possibly killing her. Yeah, that's well, very, very dumb. He might as well record the whole conversation. Um, mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. But then also, to a degree, like I look at that as almost like... Almost like... It, I could be completely wrong, but almost evidence of that Joe didn't mean it. Like Because if you really wanted to have someone killed and and you were planning it, you wouldn't put something out there like that. Yeah. So to me, that kind of says that Joe possibly wasn't serious about having her killed. Yeah. Maybe it was all just like bravado with him. Yeah, like a scare tactic. Yeah, I mean, he's been shooting her in the face on videos for years. Like, uh, or not her literally, but obviously this 
mannequin doll or this sex doll. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and obviously with that, if Carol Baskin did one day show up, like the, the cops found her dead, shot in the head, yeah. like with those videos out there and surfacing around the internet, then Joe would be literally the first guy you would go to. Um, Suspect number one, for sure. A hundred percent. So to me, that kind of screams to me that maybe that was Joe's way of, uh, in a way, it looks like it's his way of, of saying, you know, I'm not serious about this. Like, this is all just, this is a part of the Joe Exotic show. Um, and and part of his show is that he hates Carol Baskin. Like, it, 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 it draws numbers for him. Um, so, yeah, like, I kind of looked at it like that. Or he's just dumb as Mark and <laughs> and put it out there, but surely it's not that dim. Yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, yeah, we find out that Jeff said to James, "For half a million bucks, he'll hand over all the stuff that he has on Joe to Carol Baskin. Like he'll just tell everything um, to." You know, because he 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 wants to get rid of Joe. He hates Joe. Uh, and James is like, yeah, I'll do that. Um, he says he asked for like a thousand dollars or something to do it. Um, so he ends up sending like a text to Carol and says like, oh, uh, call me for information about Joe. Um, obviously, Carol and uh, Howard look at this. Wait, and like, he, hmm? he tries to phone her first, doesn't he? He, he tries to call her, oh, yeah. um, and 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 they see that the numbers from I'm guessing Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Um, so straight away she's like, "Well, I'm not answering that. That's yeah. probably Joe, yeah. <laughs> drunk, about to rant down the phone to me." Um, so yeah, she doesn't answer, and then and then that text is sent through. Yeah. Um, and then what they do is they uh, just pass it to the FBI, and it's not completely the FBI. It's uh, like basically a special agent of Fish and Wildlife um, calls James and says hey, what's going on with this? You know, what, what information you got about Joe? Um, and then James basically begins, basically becomes a com- uh, confidential informant um, mm-hmm. for the Wildlife FBI. <laughs> well, they they um they go and visit him, don't they? And I, I think when they go and visit, they, they see that he's got like a lemur or something, um, oh, yeah. animal, uh, caged up in this place. And it's like not suitable whatsoever, uh, for this animal. Um, so straight away when they go in, they see this and obviously being, you know, a protection of wildlife, um, straight away, straight up. They're like, well, you realize that what you're doing here with this animal could get you sent down for a long time um so they kind of use that as a kind of bargaining chip for you know if 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 you if you become this informant for us then we'll let that slide um and obviously james is like well okay looks like i'm doing this now Um, but again, I, I, I don't think he comes across, across as a very trustworthy person whatsoever anyway. No, just, um, I, 
just a, a kind of nasty individual. Yeah, just parasite. He comes across as a bit of a parasite to me. Um, Big time. Or a walking Chucky doll, as he was referred to in this, which I thought was great. <laughs> so we find out Joe tried to get Alan to kill Carol. Uh, Alan kind of just goes MIA and, you know, nothing happens from that. Um, then Carol gets super paranoid because um, she finds out about the threat to her life, like uh, the FBI informer. Oh, we got, you got a threat to your life. We've, we think someone's got a hit on you. Uh, and she gets, yeah, super paranoid. She keeps, like, guns by her bed and in her car. She, like, stops biking around and doing those videos. Um, and, yeah, she f- finds out from, I don't know, it must have come back from James, that the plan was to drug Carol, drag her to the swamp, and cut her into pieces. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. is horrific. I, I don't think that even seems, like, real in terms of, um, yeah, it's like something from the movies. Yeah, going from like shooting her to drugging her, dragging her to a swamp, cutting her to pieces, and that's it. Uh, because yeah, I just guess, insanity. This it wasn't. Yeah, because it was like paralyzing her as well. It wasn't like um, yeah. It was, so she'd be alive if that happened. It's that's what's horrible to think about. Um, yeah, James con- tries to contact Alan, find out. Hey, Alan, where are you? Um, and Alan's like, yeah, I'll come back. You know, it's not working out and stuff like that. And James, being like a little rat, passes the message on to the FBI. They like realize that Alan's probably not, a, you know, a threat anymore. Um, so James ends up finding like an undercover agent uh, from the FBI and presents him to Joe and uh, says like, oh, this this person to kill uh, kill Carol for you. And they agree on uh, five grand up front, and then five grand after the job's done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately for the FBI and the undercover agents and everybody involved, Joe didn't make any payments whatsoever. Um, he, like, they kept on waiting to get the money, and Joe's like, "Oh yeah, I try to get the money for you," but I imagine <laughs> at this time Joe's got no income whatsoever apart from. You know, maybe selling a couple of tigers, which he probably, you know, he's probably already exhausted that money. Um, yeah. And all of his money is just someone else's now. It's pretty tied up in his, mm. you know, mum's account probably at this time. And I don't know, even Jeff's Jeff's account even. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, well, it, like, Joe, well, Joe owed a lot of money anyway. Yeah. Um, but also, like... Uh, I, I again it doesn't I don't think it states in this but I imagine that Joe's husband isn't working um so a lot of that money is kind of for the both of them to kind of I guess live out the rest of their lives um and yeah I can't imagine it lasted very long at all no um Jeff decides to get involved he's like yeah I want to get take down Joe um and we, yeah, we, he just basically finds out that, well, the FBI of Fish and Game couldn't do anything because no money was ever exchanged. Um, but we find out the day before Alan left, Joe paid him to kill Carol. Although it wasn't his, it wasn't the five grand, like, was stated. It was only three grand. And it kind of seems like Alan uh, just kind of wanted to screw Joe over. He wanted to kind of probably just take the money and run. Anyway, uh, he yeah. wasn't gonna. 
I don't think he ever wanted to kill Carol. Um, he was just going to, the whole plan no. was just to take the money and run. Um, it, it very much comes across that, um, or at least to me, that uh, Alan and Jeff are kind of in cahoots on this whole thing. And it, it's not about save, saving someone's life or, you know, stopping Carol Baskin from being killed. It's a, a case of, we need Joe Exotic out of the picture. And we have, we we can, I guess, possibly set it up to look like Joe was going to do all this stuff. Um, and again, Joe, Joe doesn't help himself in a lot of situations, but it very much so feels like they're taking advantage of Joe at this point. Yeah, Alan said that he wanted immunity as well, uh, and Jeff was like, mm-hmm. "Oh no, you won't be able to get immunity for doing that, like for accepting money to kill someone." I don't know. Alan just seems like a man of—he's not even few words; it's almost like no words. He's like kind of Daryl Dixon of the show. He's like kind of the Walking Dead, like Norman Reedus. That's what he, he reminds me of. His him. He's another guy who just, uh, again, uh, only from what I've seen, but my personal take is I do not trust that man. No, definitely not. Um, I don't trust him. I don't trust Jeff. I don't trust James. And it feels like there's very much so this, like, kind of, like, freeway attack on on Joe. Um, And they're all kind of working together to, like, put all the right pieces in place. Uh, Joe ends up getting indicted, uh, because now that there was some kind of proof that, uh, Joe paid Alan three grand, um, uh, to kill, uh, Carol, that was all they needed. So Joe and Dylan are pretending to be in Belize. They're like uploading pictures to Instagram, you know, then them just chilling out on the beach and stuff. And they're like, oh yeah, like having a great time in Belize. Um, it's going great. Um, and James looks at this and he goes, no way they're in Belize. No way. That's Florida water. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and the FBI end up like, uh, finding out one of Joe's burner phone numbers and, uh, pinging the phone and finding out where he is through cell towers and stuff like that. Whatever they do on, you know, CSI and stuff like that. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, Joe gets arrested in a car park. Right, they actually, uh, they do a little kind of, um, almost like a reconstruction. Yeah. Um, which reminds me of like, you know, one of them, like, I don't know if you remember the old show Cops and stuff like that, but it was like something off of that. Um, but yeah, um, doesn't, doesn't Joe write, uh, his, his partner, um, or his husband, uh, a letter uh, sort of explaining what happened and the way it all went down. Um, and he, he said, I think at the end, like um, anyone would have thought that, uh, that I was Ted Bundy, who is obviously, you know, notorious serial killer. Um, and yeah, it does kind of come across that way. Like very extreme. Yeah. Like the last thing he saw was like a gun in his face. Um, like really, really extreme, um, and I can imagine absolutely petrifying. Yeah, Joe says he's just counting down the day to tell his story. Um, 
we see him kind of like calling into like a news studio, uh, just saying how it is, how he was arrested, and he's like how what it was like being arrested. Um, and they, the news casters and like the news anchors and stuff, were like, he just sells. He just, you know, people love hearing about him mm-hmm. because he's just such a character, and people will watch. He's, he's, watch he's, anything he's, he says. Exactly. He's he's extremely controversial. And as we know in this world, like controversy creates cash. Um, and it, it very much comes across that way. Like for these, these, these news anchors and things like that, they basically saying like, like he, he, he will bring us viewers. He'll bring us ratings. Um, and that's, that's the reason they're speaking to him more than anything else is for their own gain. So again, like this whole, this whole documentary series, like I'd say a massive, massive theme of the whole thing is exploitation. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's exploiting everybody in this, in this documentary. Um, mm-hmm. uh, towards the end of the documentary though, we find out that Jeff and James are building like a new zoo and they find like a whole big plot of land. They're building it. They're going to like make this super cool. It's like 40 acres zoo. Yeah. Down in Vegas, isn't it? Yeah, down in Vegas, right next behind to, a casino. Yeah, next to a casino, I think. Um, I think, yeah, I think as far mm-hmm. as I can tell, in Vegas. Um, and well, I've heard. Sorry, I've I've heard in um, one of the uh, David Spade uh, interviews. I think it was the one where he was talking to Jeff, and this isn't a spoiler. It's just about that zoo. Um, and like David Spade said, like he's played a lot of shows there at this casino, um, and he said there's like. Like he's glad that there's a zoo going there because it's like the casino, like and nothing, no. like there's nothing else there. Um, so he said that you know he'd welcome something else there to be able to you know after doing playing a gig or something, um, you know, playing a playing a bit of blackjack at the casino, um, like to be able to go out and and actually do something else rather than oh I guess I'll just go to my hotel room, and, you know, twiddle my thumbs and watch telly or whatever order room service um yeah go see some like, bears and tigers and stuff instead yeah and lastly the documentary ends on this cliffhanger uh alan is being interviewed and he says he just went and told the fbi exactly what jeff told him to say um and he said he i'm glad i did because otherwise i'll be in there with him in like as in joe in jail yeah you, you become privy to a phone conversation between alan uh, and Jeff, um, and it's basically Jeff kind of like with with without without actually saying it, he's like like almost directing Alan to say certain things. Like he he says, you know, you 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 want to be on the Fed side with this, Alan. Um, you don't you don't want to be on Joe's side with this. You want to be on the Fed side. Um, and he he specifically says, I don't want to put words into your mouth. But, and then and what ensues is him basically putting words into his mouth. Um, very, very dodgy. Do you reckon that there was no 3,000? What, that it wasn't paid? Yeah, that's what, I, that's, that's what I'm assuming. Because at this point, and like earlier on the documentary, Jeff basically said, you know, the FBI couldn't do anything because there was no money exchanged. So there was no... 
there was no laws being broke. It was just kind of like freedom of speech. I'd, you know, I want to kill Carol. I want you to kill Carol. There's, you know, until there's money yeah. exchanged for the acts of killing someone. They can't do anything. Can't do anything. If Alan says that yeah. he did receive free grand from, uh, from Joe, then yeah. that makes it real. Game over for Joe. Yeah. Um, yeah, game over for Joe. So, and I, I, I mean, I, I can't guarantee that that, that that did or didn't take place. Um, but it, it very much so looks that way. And like I said before, um, it very much so comes across that Alan, Jeff, and James are working together here. And three against one, you don't stand much of a chance, do you? No. Joe definitely didn't. Um, no. And that's it, I think. That's it for the episode. <laughs> for episode in the bank. Uh, we. We. Right, so one more. Oh no, two more possibly oh, to go. Now. <laughs> yeah, we got two more, two more to go. Like just when we thought we was almost out, we got pulled back in. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I fucked that quite up completely. Um, so, yep, that's it for today's episode. Um, if you liked it, subscribe. If you haven't already, uh, contact us on the socials. Send us an email. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, We're on YouTube now. On YouTube. We're on YouTube. Search Dr. Doc and you'll find the CR logo. Click on that. You'll see all Give these... us a like and subscribe. Be great. Be great. And, and obviously, you know, if, if you feel free, uh, leave us a comment on YouTube as well. We're, you know, we'll, we'll check the socials as, as constantly as possible. And obviously, we'll do our very best to get back to you. That's all, everybody. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye. Take care, everyone. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. Ha, <laughs> ha,